it's time to expand online. Hi, I'm Jamie Slutsky, and this is the podcast where we break down the tech and strategies that successful hands-on entrepreneurs just like you use to translate their services into online products. There is no fluff. There is no overwhelm. There is no shame. Let's get to it. It's time for you to expand online. Wow, this is going to be such a great conversation because I have with me for the first time on the podcast three guests at once. And the reason why I have all three of them here is because they are bringing us all something really special in January. So although you've probably read it in the intro and you've probably read it in the title, I am going to allow my guests to introduce themselves and share what project they are working on that they are inviting us all to. So I will let any of you go ahead and get started. Uh, okay, I think I'll take this one. So uh, I'm Dr. Garrett Hope, and it's such a pleasure to be here. Thank you for the invitation. And we are excited to let everyone know about the upcoming Ultimate Music Business Summit. Uh, so this is the second one that will be run. And last year was the first one in G early January of 2021. And it was incredible. Um, 26 presenters giving different strategies and topics on how to grow your business. And we wanted to repeat that again, but make it even better and more valuable for people, especially people like your audience who are, are building their businesses, teaching music and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. how, how to think businessly, how to uh, take advantage of the needs and desires of the people you're serving and how to serve them really well. And then uh, ultimately to make more money um, doing what we do. Awesome. Awesome. So um, you've introduced yourself um, as far as the summit goes, but what brings you to this space? Share a little bit about yourself and then uh, hand the baton to uh, one of your other guests or I one of the other that. guests. Yeah. So I am a recovering academic. <laughs> I have a doctorate in composition and I was teaching at the collegiate level uh, let's see, I started in 2005, and um, the last class I taught was last summer. But about six years ago, seven years ago, I uh, decided I was going to transition out of academia because, well, I don't need to get into the story. But I was asking myself these questions such as, I call myself a composer, yet I pay the bills by being a professor. And what is it going to take to be able to pay the bills by writing music? And part of the realization I had is that I'm a small business owner and I need to learn everything that goes into that. Uh, entrepreneurship, marketing, PR, all of it. And I started a piano tuning business and I also started a podcast of my own called The Portfolio Composer. And I pivoted my skill set of teaching and mentorship away from the classroom towards coaching and helping people take control of their own businesses. And so I've been doing that for uh, six years now, and mm -hmm. it's been just tremendous. And as I have grown my businesses, I love helping other people grow theirs and learning how to think businessly. So that's my story in a nutshell, and I'm going to pass it off to Arthur. Ah, okay. Well, my name is Arthur Brewer. I am a composer. I also have had a web development company for 20 years, and that's you know, part of where my business experience comes from is that. Prior to that, I worked uh, at some 
pretty interesting places. I worked at PricewaterhouseCoopers for a while in their graphic design department. So I had more business background before I started my own business. And to me, the idea of music as a business, uh, I've been a composer longer than I've been anything else in my life. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I, I got out of school with my bachelor's degree. No, I, don't, I am the only non-doctor among the three of us here. <laughs> uh, I, I got with my bachelor's degree in music and then couldn't immediately find work. So I used my fallback, which was graphic design at the time. And so I really got my experience in business with graphic design, but I've always considered myself a composer and I was never doing composing for a living. So about 10 years ago or so, I decided if I'm going to consider myself a composer, I have to compose. And I also wanted to make sure that I was putting my money where my mouth was in terms of promoting myself as a professional composer. So I started doing that. In addition to my web development company, I would promote myself as I am a composer and I I compose, you know, for money. I compose, you know, as somebody who gets paid to do that. Mm -hmm. And applying the business skills that I had from doing the web development and graphic design to my composing side has been very, very useful and being able to, you know, to apply business concepts to what a lot of people don't think of themselves as being in business when they're in music. Totally. And that's, it's a mindset that you really have to take. You're, what you do is a business. And if you are good at what you do, and if you want to do what you do for a living, you need to think of yourself as a business and you need to have a business mindset and you need to have business practices going. Love it. Love it. And Heidi, go ahead and introduce yourself. Yes. Thank you so much, Jamie. So my name is Dr. Heidi K. Begay. And first and foremost, thank you for having us on your show. Your time is so precious and and I and we value coming into and talking with your listeners. I'm originally from Chicago and I wear different hats. I'm a flutist. I'm an educator. I'm a podcaster. And I'm also a nonprofit organizer. And I graduated with my master's degree in 2009, and I had a wonderful living being a private teacher to 50 to 60 flute students in the Dallas area for (laughs) five to six years. (laughs) But I felt like I was a chicken with my head cut off, running around, and juggling 60 students is quite a whirlwind. So I was under the impression, okay, in order for me to get a full-time academic job, I got to get that doctorate. (laughs) So I did just that. And in 2015, I went to Texas Tech University, finished my doctorate in 2018. And then this is where the uh, heartbreak and magic happened. So for two years, I was applying to every academic job under the sun. I was an adjunct professor, but as we know, you don't really get paid that much. And so I was looking for something more. And, you know, after banging on hundreds of doors, I got really tired. And I eventually did get that full-time job offering after all of those different applications, but it was in Shanghai, China, and I took it and then COVID hit and then splat. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I couldn't go. All of that work, you know, was like, yes, you know, it it amounted up to something and then it was taken away. And so the control freak that I am, um, it was really hard for me to let go. And then wonderful people came into my life like Garrett and Glory and these wonderful career coaches and helped me realize that you have value. You know, just take your skill sets and just pivot 
pick them up from here, shift them over there, and what can you offer your tribe? And it doesn't necessarily have to be in this traditional sense, but you can still, you know, like Arthur was saying, just have that business mindset. You need mm -hmm. to realize that you um, are a walking business. You teach, you play, you coach, but not necessarily within this traditional realm. You can do it over here um, in this untraditional area per se. And so basically I pivoted because I wanted to take control of my life and said, okay, if COVID is happening, if this is you know the reality of my world, I'm just gonna go ahead and um, start shining a light onto my own product services and offerings. Oh my goodness. The three of you. I mean, if we just stopped this conversation right here, we everyone would walk away with, I can do more. I can take control of my situation, my destiny, and I can carve my own path. That is what your introductions said to me. And like, we haven't even got into why you guys came together to you know, lift up really what your own stories are, lift them up to the larger music education space and the larger music production space and, all, you know, all of that stuff. And I think that one of the important things that we keep coming back to on the podcast is that we can chart our own journeys, but we don't have to do it alone. I think that a lot of times, I mean, and Heidi, you mentioned this, having a coach, having a mentor, having a podcast that you listen to regularly, showing up where your peers and mentors and colleagues are is such a beneficial element to stepping into your own genius. And so I kind of wanted to take you, take us there. And I know Garrett, you talked a little bit already about, you know, why the summit you know, that you guys are doing in January, why that came to be. But let's just talk a little bit more about who is going to benefit from attending the summit and why you think that, you know, the listeners of the podcast are going to have tangible takeaways. And maybe we can even give a few previews of the types of takeaways that people can start thinking about right now so that while they're sitting waiting for the summit to go live, they're already taking action. Oh, yeah. The Good questions. So uh, I, I think that anyone who is interested in, like you said, taking control of their own opportunities is going to get at least some benefit from what's happening at the summit. We're going to mm -hmm. have several dozen presenters all giving tangible, actionable strategies so that anyone can come, come to any session and immediately walk away and begin applying what's been taught. And totally. these are people who are doing things in their own spheres and they're experts in specific domains. Um, if you're a music teacher, you, you might think that you only have one offering, let's say. Like, I just give lessons. But the reality is, is there's so much more you can do. I mean, you can scale that by offering group lessons, online lessons. You can travel. You can, you can create retreats. Uh, webinar series, whatever. But there's also other things you can do if you begin thinking about serving your audience and meeting them on, and helping them get what they ultimately want. So a lot of what I do, what I speak about, is finding those new opportunities. And so let's say uh, you have, a, I, I've built several t studios teaching guitar. I've been teaching private lessons since I was 16. And mm -hmm. so I've done it. I've built the full studios multiple times. And it's really easy to just get in the rut of I'm offering 30 minute and 60 minute lessons. 
Um, but what some people really want is they want to experience what it's like to stand on a stage or be in a band. Mm. So in my case, like I could offer kind of a rock band class, you know, for middle school kids, which I've done. <laughs> and it's amazing how much those kids just want that experience. And adults too. There's still people who dream of their Johnny B. Good movement, you know, like a stand up in front of the high school dance, like in Back to the Future, and play a guitar solo. Oh, totally. Something powerful about that. So why why can't I offer that? It so my point here, to answer your question, is this is one of the things that you'll get out of coming to the summit is ways to think about serving people in new and innovative ways. Yes. Ultimately, what a business is, is a business has a product or a service and a marketing message and a way to deliver it. And that product or service is meeting the needs and desires of somebody. Yes. That's what they pay for. And and so th that's, that's what I do. I'm going to let Heidi and Arthur add on to this because we literally already have many people teaching about tons of topics. And so, yeah. All right, Heidi, what do you think? What would you add to that? Yes. Well, you've said everything very eloquently, so I don't know how much more I can add to that. Uh, for the summit, for me personally, I'm a huge advocate for when we come together and interact, um, inspiration unfolds. So from interaction, inspiration is the result. And it's so easy for me, and the reason why I'm thinking of this bubble in this topic is because I think one of the presentations that I will be giving through UMBS is networking and collaborating. And I think that if we, it's so easy, you know, there's no judgment. I'm, I'm included in the statement. It's so easy to stay within our little niche, our little mm -hmm. circle, our comfort zone, but you know, and we surround ourselves with the four or five people in our inner circle, which is great. But if you're looking for more in your business or if you're looking for more opportunities, you have to seek it out. They're not necessarily just going to fall into your lap. So what I found with my career and how it's blossomed is the times when I've actually put myself outside of that comfort zone and reached out to people and said, hey, let me pick your brain. Let's have a conversation. How do you do what you do? What makes you tick? Because then that's when I learn and then that's when I grow. And so for me, that's the basis of why I'm helping organize such an event is so that way people can come together, interact for that inspiration. I love that. I love that. Arthur, do you have anything to add? Oh, absolutely. So Heidi already mentioned community, basically, you know, networking. And I think of that in terms of community and uh, specifically for the Ultimate Music Business Summit, I think of it in terms of business community, not necessarily just education community or music community, but you're a business as well. And people think often of their community just in terms of the industry they happen to be in, mm -hmm. they don't necessarily think of themselves in the greater business community. So for example, I'm, you know, as a composer, I am a member of my chamber of commerce as a composer. So I go and I present myself to other people in other businesses and in other industries all over the place as somebody who composes music and can compose music for an event or for, you know, for whatever particular thing. Uh, also thinking kind of outside of the box in terms of how can I get opportunities? How can I use those connections to get opportunities that I might not be able to get just playing in my own pool or my own, you know, 
uh, my own lake or pond, as it were. Mm -hmm. And the other side of that is business mindset. The one thing that people will really come away from this event with is the idea of how to better behave as a business or as a business yeah. person. And one example that I love is, is money mindset. Coming away from this, thinking in terms of, okay, I've, I've got an invoice that's out and the person hasn't paid it. How do I, how do I contact that person and ask them to pay me without, without first being terribly paranoid about it, uh, sounding like a jerk, any of those things. And this is, you know, it's just a, it's a basic business task that has to be done, but mm-hmm. it terrifies people to have to ask for money, even if, even if it's already money that they are owed. Mm-hmm. And so that's just you know one little thing that I remember specifically from the from the past summit, you know that particular kind of topic, the business mindset, thinking of yourself as a business, behaving professionally, getting tips for that. Those are you know a bunch of other great takeaways that a number of presenters provide. Oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that's that's something that I feel a lot of times when we are getting into these conversations about being in a business. And for every listener right now, you are in business. Even if you're only teaching one person or if you're teaching only group or if you only have a course or if only blank, 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 you are still in business because you are trading what you know to someone who wants to know that and they respect your value and they are compensating you for it. That is like the most general way of describing business without saying, give me money. (laughs) Um, And I think that one of the most important things that we can do here on the podcast with your summit in online interactions is to validate ourselves and to say yes I am worth putting that out there and I am worth charging that much. And I have enough experience or desire for experience to grow and to network with people who come before me, who may be one step before me, they may be 25 steps before me. That doesn't matter. You know what? Even two steps behind you, you may learn something from somebody who is coming up behind you and may have fewer students. You may become a mentor for them. I think that there are a lot of opportunities for us to become a better community, to become a more global community in the business space of music. So um, I'd love for us to kind of jam on that a little bit. (laughs) <laughs> so for the business space of music specifically, uh, the, the funny thing to me is how often people identify the music space as, again, just their particular part of the music space. Mm-hmm. So they may think just music education, or they may think just music performance. And they don't think in terms of the fact that they've got a huge resource, a wealth of people out there who are available, who are part of the greater music community who have skills and experience and tips and so forth that they can really use in their own particular situation. So we, you know, we'll have situations where we'll have presenters who are recording industry people and they'll come in and they'll have something to teach, but what they bring to the table is still very valuable to somebody who isn't necessarily 
in the recording industry. Same thing with, you know, with a, as a composer. If I see, well, somebody's talking about, you know, giving lessons for, you know, for an instrument, how is how are they going to help me? Well, right now I'm not doing it, but I could be teaching composing as well. And so how can I add to my portfolio of things that I do lessons? And I can learn all these things about that. Maybe that's something that I want to go ahead and start taking on is, you know, teaching composition. These these different sides of our industry, our industry is is huge and powerful and and rich. And there are so many people that you can connect with that have not just knowledge for you, but also maybe great networking resources. There'll be inspiration for you. I am daily inspired by the amazing people who I'm connected with in the music industry, who I may never actually do any direct business with, but I learn from them and I'm inspired by them every single day. Yeah. I can, I have two things to add on to what Arthur was saying. Um, the, the first is that this community that Arthur was describing in my experience, six years of doing a podcast and doing this kind of work is people are generous. And I, I think most of us musicians want to see other musicians succeed. And when you participate in a community like UMBS or a mastermind of other teachers doing the same thing you're doing, a rising tide lifts all ships and we want to help each other. And that's ultimately why UMBS was started is so that we can help mm -hmm. and do this kind of thing. And the second thing, and this was also inspired by what Arthur said, is when you come with a mindset of wanting to learn and you're open to new ideas, you can find lesson and inspirations everywhere. As a composer, I write music, but the books that inspire my creativity the most have nothing to do with music. And as a business owner, I can read a biography about Steve Jobs. I'm not in tech, but there's lessons that can be taken. So as Arthur said, you might watch a presentation by um, someone who's in media, but there's still things you can take and apply it to your own business. It, it, you just have to come with an open and eager mindset to learn. Oh, yeah. I, I hear that so often. And I was thinking about this when Arthur was talking about listening to a presentation about somebody teaching. And, you know, as a composer, like my aha, which was different than yours, was, huh, I could write for teachers to teach. And I mean, it, you know, like you could have that synapse fire and it could just be like the most obscure thought that you ever had. And then you're going to sit on it. And you're going to hem about it and you're going to haw about it. And then you're going to ask some questions because you've built this network and say, hey, do you think, and you will have people giving you honest feedback because you've created a relationship that was built upon a mutual respect and a mutual desire to, as Garrett said, a rising tide lifts all boats, which happens to be my favorite quote everywhere. I say that one when everyone asks me on a podcast, what's my favorite quote? That's it. <laughs> that is absolutely it. But I mean, when we're all in this together, we are going to elevate the industry. Music transcends everything. You get music everywhere in every place that you can imagine. And even if you're listening right now and you're teaching early primary piano, that doesn't mean that you can't still learn 
more advanced technique or learn how to interact with someone who teaches piano for people to uh, get into, you know, to get a job or to get into a, a college career or to, you know, whatever it is. Everything builds on each other and you may build a relationship with someone where you're saying, okay, well, I'm teaching piano and I take them through level two. I want to hand them off to somebody that I trust that teaches them the next level. And you can build those relationships by being part of these uh, professional communities and that, that whole side of things. Um, I'm trying to figure out where I want to take things because I want to make sure that everyone who's been listening to us jam about the benefits of this can have something actionable that they take away from our conversation today. And I'm thinking maybe it the best thing is, is to do a little bit of like, what do I want from this next year? You know, what do I want to accomplish by attending the summit? What do I want to accomplish professionally and personally as I'm navigating this next phase of my business? Because, I mean, we've all been online for so long. Some people are, you know, can't wait to be back in person with others. Others are like, what else can I do online? I love this. And still others are like, I want to do in person, but I want to network and be part of this larger community in the online space. So I threw a whole lot at you. Um, I know I'd love to hear from you, Heidi, on this one first. Yes. So the first thing that you said about networking, um, the thing that comes to my mind is what Arthur was talking about. Your pool is bigger than you think it is. And through networking, um, I like to use the word uh, collaborating. And to collaborate mm -hmm. is just a healthier word. Sometimes networking has a very stingy, you know, uh, context. But um, through collaboration, the, the thing that comes to my mind, first and foremost, is that relationship scale. So as being a podcasting musician, as I brought more people into my orbit, oh my goodness, that's where the opportunities are. And it may not be a monetary opportunity right away, and that's okay. Um, but just like bringing, you know, for example, Garrett is a great example of this coming into my orbit. I was fascinated with just picking his brain and having him come onto my Flute 360 podcast as a guest, right? And I said, you're doing some great things. And I, I secretly just wanted to learn from him, right? And so then I got to pick his brain for an hour. And then after that, oh, oh, look at that. He's got a pivot adventure. I attended that. Then, oh, he's a career coach. Oh, I attended that. And now we're colleagues on this executive committee for UMBS. And we're thinking of different, you know, products and services, you know, maybe for years to come. And that would have never happened if I didn't reach out and say, hey, that's a really cool guy. I want to pick his brain. So all of that is just to say that's just one example of what this summit can do for you. I don't know if you're looking for a specific skill to uh, mold or like marketing or networking or learning how to do audio, whatever the case may be. It doesn't matter what skill you're trying to hone, just getting in there, getting in the pool, um, meet making these connections, building these relationships, amazing opportunities will unfold 110%. You can bet on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. What else? What else? I'm like dying to hear what else uh, Arthur and Garrett have to say here. Okay, I'll go next. Uh, so one thing again, uh, I've, I've attended different events. I was at, uh, for example, I was at one of the new music gatherings. And after a few days of that new music gathering in-person event in Boston when it happened, and I was just 
exhausted and tired. And I woke up one morning and I just felt depressed. I was going through a serious case of imposter syndrome. I kept wondering about is my, you know, am I, you know, am I going to be able to do stuff that's as impressive as some of these amazing people who I'm hanging around? And I, you know, I just had to remind myself, one, you're tired. And when you're tired, you get depressed. But two, you, it reflects on you who you are spending your time with and who you are connecting with and reaching out to and who considers you part of their, uh, part of their community as well. And through reaching out, you know, connecting to people through the summit, actually reaching out to the people, being able to communicate with the folks who are giving the presentations, but also the people that you may meet who are also attending the presentations and so forth, you are reinforcing who you are and what you do and the value of not just what you do, but of who you are. The fact that you are what you say you are, you, you know, you are a professional at this, you are doing this for a living or you're, or you want to do it for a living and you can. And, you know, that, that kind of motivation that added, you know, it's the tide that is raising the ships. It's the, it's that force that comes with a bunch of people coming together and, and, propelling all of us forward and upward. And that's something that, that events like this can do. And in particular, the people who are involved in, in this event, and you know, I, I bow down to Heidi and to Garrett, they are both amazing people. And I personally, again, I feel like it reflects well on me that these are people who I am connected with. But you know, the number of people who are just amazing, fantastic presenters and amazing industry people and amazing performers and educators and all of the above, this event is hugely rich and that can propel everybody who attends and who goes to it and, and come up with what you want your takeaway to be. Come up with what you'd like to learn and go into it with that in mind and you will come away with that. And also, that you know, golden. Yes. yeah, you can also ask you can reach out to us and say, here is something that I would like to find out more about. Is this going to be included in the summit? And we are still putting the summit together. So if there's something we, we find out, hey, this would be really valuable and we need to add it, we can add it or try to, or we still may be able to connect to somebody who's, you know, if it's not happening in the summit, we can connect you. But we can we can also probably, and I'm, I'm kind of willing to bet this, ahead of time, I'll put a dollar down on it, <laughs> that if somebody says, I need to learn this specific thing or this specific skill, or I need help with this, it's already planned for the summit. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> uh, can I throw my two cents in? Absolutely. <laughs> so one of the things you, you had asked was, what is something that people could do right now? Something actionable. And um, I... What I would recommend to the people who are listening to this podcast is to think strategically about all the offerings you currently put into the market. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I teach a lot about the value ladder. And have you, as a listener, have you thought through what are all the things you're offering? And then when someone takes one of your offers, what's the next step? And how are you scaling that relationship with your client, growing them from a low price, low ticket offer through to your highest value offer, whatever that might be. And I would encourage the listeners to try to come up with three to four different offerings at different price levels with different value added to it, right? The, so at the cheapest end, it would be 
one-on-one lessons for beginning students, right? That's, that's where most of us have our bread and butter, (laughs) but there's so much more we can do. And you don't just want that relationship to stale right there to just end. What are you going to offer them when that, when they're ready to move on? Either you pass that off to a colleague, like you mentioned, or Mm -hmm. you create a new offer. So think through what you are doing as a business, all the offerings you're making. And one way to create those offers is to think about the people you're serving and what do they want and need. I know I've said that like eight times already, but that's (laughs) kind of where the, where the meat is. Like if you want to make money, you have to sell something and someone has to buy it and they're only going to buy it if they want it or they need it. Right. Yeah. No, I think that that is such a great thing for us to leave the listeners with is Think about what it is that you're doing in your business today. Think about what your students um, and your community are asking for and what gaps you can fill in that you haven't yet thought about. Maybe, you know, like you were saying, or one of you guys were saying before about, okay, well, I've been teaching guitar. Maybe I should run a couple of workshops that get them up on stage. And you just start thinking about other things like that. And just, it's not, we're not in a place where we have to stay still. And with everything being online, no one remembers what you tried yesterday that failed. They only remember what it is that you keep reminding them of. So you don't have to remind them of things that you tried that don't work. Just remind them of all the amazing, awesome things that you're now putting out there and just experiment and try and keep moving forward and definitely include personal development and professional development, which is what the this summit is all about and why I wanted to bring this in now. This episode is coming out in October and the summit's not until January. So you've got a good couple of months to wrap your head around what your business is going to look like after you attend the summit or what opportunities you want to get out of the summit and maybe some of the pre-work that you want to do so that you can be in the right headspace and heart space um, and money space in order to get everything that you want out of that event and any event that you're attending, whether it's an online event, an in-person event, anything like that. So um, I'm going to let uh, my guests wrap this up by, you know, sharing a couple of the links, uh, both their personal links and obviously the summit link and any other parting thoughts. Sure. Well, go to musicsummit.biz. That's musicsummit.biz. And that is where you're going to be able to purchase a ticket and uh, learn more about the summit, see the list of presenters. And if you give us your email address right now, we will send you the, the five steps that's necessary to make money in music. Um, mm-hmm. I know that the people who are listening to this are already making money in music, but that's something that we can offer right away. But the website for the summit is musicsummit.biz. And we would love for you to, to come and be a part of it. And as Arthur said, we invite your feedback even before the summit. Tell us what questions you have, what problems you're encountering in your business so that we can build this thing even better for you. Yes. 
Yes. So I think um, also just piggybacking off of what Gareth said, let's have that two-way conversation. Because right now this is one way <laughs> and we're talking amongst the four of us, but we are ultimately here to serve the community and to help musicians thrive and survive and not just survive, but thrive. And this mm -hmm. summit will, you know, hopefully um, do just that. And so like Arthur and Gareth said, yeah, pitch us an email and tell us what you need. And um, hopefully we can meet you where you're at. I love it. I love it. Arthur, do you have any parting thought? Oh, absolutely. The business is not a four letter word. Being a business is not something that, that you should feel either bad about or hesitant about. All you are in business is you are somebody who is providing something that somebody else needs and they are providing you back gratitude for the thing that you're providing. They're providing gratitude primarily back in the form of a monetary gratitude. They're giving you money for the stuff that you do. So that's kind of the, you know, it's, in a, it's a takeaway, but it's also a, you know, a mindset to have uh, in terms of the ultimate music business summit that we're going to be doing. Um, I'd like to make sure that we all let everybody know where we can be reached individually. Uh, my website is portlandcomposer.com for my composing side and firespike.com for the web development side. Uh, and on social media, I'm just Arthur Brewer everywhere. And it's B-R-E-U-R, -E just five letters and the last three look like Europe. Arthur Brewer, Twitter, <laughs> Instagram, so forth. Cool. And I'm GarrettHope.com, two R's, two T's, and ThePortfolioComposer.com, which is the podcast. Nice. Yes. And I'm Heidi K. Begay everywhere. My middle initial is actually spelt out K-A-Y. So Heidi K. Begay.com. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, all of that jazz under Heidi K. Begay. And of course, I will have all of those linked up in the show notes. And as always, I will have Call with Jamie linked up in the show note as well. If you have loved this episode and want more interviews like this, let me know. If you have something that you want to talk about, we can book that call and just have that quick 10-minute call about whatever it is. Those are always open to you. And I want to thank all three of you again so much for coming and being on the Expand Online podcast. It has been such a fun conversation for all of us. Thank you, Jamie. Thank you so much. Thank you.